Well, it's been another remarkable week here on planet Earth, so welcome to the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast, where we're all about the story. It's Tina Constant here, and as usual, if you want the waffle, then drop to the show notes or go and visit www.tinaconstant.com. But before you go and do any of that, let's just dive right into the story, and this week it's called A Slice of Life. Now, this happened in a town not too far from here. In that town lived an old lady and her grandson. His name was Hector. Now, there was nothing normal about their house in that every door, every window and every crack was boarded up, sealed, chained and locked up tight. It wasn't the old lady who did it. It was Hector himself because Hector was terrified of everything. He was scared of what he didn't know. He was frightened of what lay around every single corner. He went into an all-out panic at the thought of tomorrow. He couldn't handle what was outside his bedroom, let alone what was outside the front door. Now, no one knows what made Hector this way. All we know is that from his very first words and his very first choices, it all led to him locking himself in his room where he felt safe. As a result, Hector's grandmother, who was his only family, had no choice but to spend her life caring for him, protecting him, passing him food through a hatch that he had made in his bedroom door. A slice of pie she would say, putting apple pie through the hatch, as good as a slice of life. So it was, until Hector grew into a teenager and the old lady got older. Now her biggest worry wasn't Hector's fear of the world, it was what would happen to him when she died, because that would happen sooner rather than later. So every day Hector's grandmother tried to encourage him to come out of his room. Just one step, she'd say. Just take one step. But Hector refused. He stayed locked in his room, watching TV, watching the news, reading newspapers, and becoming more and more convinced that the world was a horror story and a nightmare and something he would never survive. No matter how much his grandmother tried to tell him to just take one step, Hector couldn't see the point. Because that one step was certain to be the one that would lead him to the abyss. And so Hector hid, never accepting or even imagining that he would ever need to do anything different. But the morning came when everything changed. On that day, Hector's grandmother didn't bring him breakfast. He banged on the door, but she didn't come. He called to her, but she didn't answer. He stamped his feet and he cried, but she didn't come to comfort him. Finally, Hector lay on the floor and listened to the house. Not a whisper, not a sound. Hector was alone. 
For five days he waited, hoping above hope that his grandmother would appear. But on the sixth day, he had no choice. He had to get food or he would die. He opened the food hatch and he peered out. Nothing there. Weak from hunger, he pulled at the chains and locks and padlocks and bars that held his door shut. And he opened the bedroom door. Just take one step, he said to himself. Just one step. And he did. He took one step from his bedroom into the hallway. He had the plans of the house. He had studied them his whole life, so he knew the layout. But never once had he stepped out of his bedroom ever since the day he had gone into it, age three and a half. Just one step, he said again. Take one step. And he did. And nothing collapsed. Nothing attacked him. Nothing devoured him. Just one more he whispered, shaking so hard his bones ached. And he took another step, and another, and another, until he reached the kitchen. Food. He needed food. He searched the fridge, he searched the pantry and every cupboard, but there was none. His fear was soon replaced with an urgent hunger, so he took more than one step at a time. He searched the whole house, under every bed, every chair, every table, from the loft to the basement, but there was nothing, not a scrap or grain of food. Then, with nowhere else to look, he looked outside. There, at the bottom of the garden, was an orchard. Ripe, red, bright, juicy apples by the thousands. Hector stared out the window. Then he rattled the locks and the chains that secured the front door, the only thing protecting him from the outside world. Never in his life, not even once, had he ever stepped outside. Oh, but he was so hungry, his body shivered out of control. He had no choice. Just one step, he said. Then he paused. Maybe twenty. All he had to do was unlock the door, run to the trees, pick as many apples as he could carry, and run back. He looked around the garden. Clouds in the skies, sun blinking through them, grass green and wet, no people. He was definitely alone. Shaking, Hector fumbled the keys in the lock and wondered for the thousandth time where his grandmother was. Take one step, he said out loud. Then he opened the door. His eyes fixed firmly on the orchard. Hector took one step, just one. But that was enough, because he had never stepped outside before. He didn't know what wet wood felt like or how it behaved underfoot. He tried to grab the door frame to try to pull himself back inside, but he missed the top step leading from the house to the garden. He fell forward. He tumbled down three steps and landed in mud so thick he couldn't stand at all. The new sensations of bruises, muscle strain and pain was replaced with confusion. 
No matter what he did, he couldn't stand upright. He slipped on rocks, tripped over branches, and slipped on soaking wet leaves and grass. The twelfth time Hector landed on his back, his confusion turned to frustration. Finally, he lay flat, and he didn't move. He looked up at the sky and watched the birds swoop between the clouds. Then he took a breath and he closed his eyes. One step, he said. When he opened his eyes, he saw a face looking down at him. Need a hand, the young girl said. Hector had only ever seen his grandmother. He had never seen another person up close. He had seen them through his window or on the TV, but this close? The girl grinned. She grabbed Hector's hand and pulled him to his feet. If it's just one step you want to take, I can help you with that. Keeping a tight hold on Hector's hand, the girl ran, pulling him after her, away from the house, away from the orchard, away from the apples. You're going the wrong way, Hector yelled. The girl laughed. Well, you said you wanted to take one more step. Out of breath and moving fast, they came to a river and ran along the bank, then to Hector's abject Horror, terror, and bewilderment, the girl wrapped her arms around his shoulders and ran with him right over the waterfall and into the rocky pool below. Now, Hector had never been in anything deeper than a bathtub and never anything so cold. He scrambled to the shore, blinded and deafened by the rushing water. Without looking, he reached out his arms and strong hands grabbed him and pulled him out the river. Hector cleared his eyes to see the girl had been joined by her friends. They lifted him up and started to run again. They carried him until he wriggled and yelled, I can stand on my own two feet! Only then did they put him down. They supported him until he was steady. Then, when a small smile escaped his lips, they gripped his arms and they ran again deep into the forest. Trees. So many trees. The only trees Hector had ever seen were the ones in the orchard, all trimmed and tidy and in neat straight lines. These trees were wild and tangled, rich and unpredictable. The girl and her friends started to climb, one step at a time, from the bottom to the top, pulling Hector with them. It was only when they got to the very top of the tree that they let him go. Your choice, the girl said. You can climb down and go home and hide in your house forever, or you can take one more step. Hector clung to the top of the tree. It swayed in the wind. The birds swooped over his head. The clouds flew by. The air was filled with life Hector had never felt. When he walked out of his front door, all he wanted was an apple. 
Then he met this girl, and things happened, and now, now he was on top of the world! What are you going to do, the girl said. Hector took one step. It was like he was flying from one tree to another to another. Sometimes he caught a branch, sometimes he missed and he fell. Then he caught another one and then he fell again. Enjoy the ride! The girl yelled from far, far away. Go with the flow! And so Hector did. What else could he do? He let the branches carry him and bounce him, let him go and catch him until finally he hit the soft forest floor. Lying on his back, bruised, cold and a little bashed up, Hector had never felt more alive. What's next? he yelled at the sky. What is the next step going to get me? This time, without help, Hector stood up. He looked around him. He didn't know where he was. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know what was going to happen next. So he did what his grandmother had told him to do every day of his life. Take just one step. And so he did. Then another. Then another. He took steps until he came to a small town. Hungry. He said to no one in particular, I'm so hungry. He took more steps until he came to a small table outside a small bakery. At that small table sat an old woman who smiled at Hector. So, my sweet boy, how did you get here? She said. Hector laughed. One step at a time. Hector's grandmother cut thick slices out of a fresh-baked apple pie. Slice of life, Hector said, enjoying every bite. Best slice of life I have ever had. And there you go. That's it from the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast. Go and do something bizarre and magnificent and unusual today just take a step at a time if you want the waffle then take a look below or drop around to www.tinaconstant.com and come and say hello have a splendid day and a wonderful week and i will see you next time for another random adventure in the universe bye-bye now